Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Breely Media Productions. Breely Media Productions LLC is on a mission to empower and service the business owner to develop a strong brand image through digital marketing and media production. Bree has actually partnered with the Black Girls of Purpose community and was a huge help, huge assistant in creating amazing copy. So that sales copy that you've been reading in those emails that we've been sending came directly from Bree. I can tell you guys just literally straight person to person. She is an amazing person to work with. She is so organized. She sent me a, a link to our Trello board, which is what we use to manage the project while we were working together. And it was just so amazing to see someone who worked so efficiently. And it honestly freed me up to do other things for the Activate community. So while Brie was working on copy, I was able to speak to more teachers and get more people on board for teaching a workshop. And so it was just a really amazing experience. So if you need help in the areas of your business, whether it's for audio production or digital marketing or social media management or copywriting, definitely check out Brie. And I will make sure that I link to her website so you can see all the services that she provides and wants to provide for you as a member of our Black Girls of Purpose community. Breely, a renowned media mogul and writer who is making strides with her compositions, is the author of My Father's Business, A Journey to Entrepreneurship by Faith. She is also the founder of Mom's Cafe blog. Through her blog, literary works, and across her social media platforms, Bree is committed to building a community of empowered women and mothers, all while sharing her own life experiences and knowledge. CEO of her own media company, Breely Media Productions, Bree extends her mission to empower others by offering opportunity for entrepreneurs to facilitate projects through an array of services, including copywriting, audio production, and publishing. Prior to her work as a blogger and radio show host, her professional backgrounds include that of education, business management, and operations. What I love most about Brie is that she is just a phenomenal woman and she lives with integrity. How you interact with her online is how you'll interact with her in person. And she is just such a queen. What I also love is that she is a member and a partner for our Activate community. So she's actually going to be teaching a class on copywriting because she is just the bomb at writing copy for things. If you need products or services that have awesome descriptions, definitely check out Brie. So I'm so excited to introduce you all to her. I'm so excited for you to hear her story, and I hope that you will be inspired to push through and understand that it doesn't matter what obstacles come your way. Whenever God has called you to something, he will give you everything that he needs to, to make sure that it comes to fruition for you. Welcome to the podcast, Bree. Thank you for having me, Bree. <laughs> oh yes, it's just it's all full circle. I was on your morning radio show. Now you're on the podcast. I already shared your formal bio with our readers, but readers, I'm still in blog mode in my head with our listeners. <laughs> but I always like to have guests share something that people might not read on their bio. So tell us a little bit more about Bree Lee. 
Absolutely. So I am, of course, I'm a child of God, uh, a woman of God. I am originally from Queens, New York. So if anybody from New York is listening to the podcast, I see you. Um, And I'm also a mother of one beautiful little girl. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur just, just out here uh, fulfilling the work that God called me to do. Yes, I love that you said that you're fulfilling the work that God called you to do because I was just speaking with another uh, feature this week, and we were talking about how entrepreneurship is a calling. You know, it's it's yes. not for the faint of heart. You know, I know everybody glorifies the flexibility, and of course that is amazing, but you will cry as an entrepreneur, you will question God, you will be like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me, Uh, and especially when you start to see people around you who are having success in their business, and you're thinking like, Lord, I've been working at mine just as hard, and, you know, meanwhile, they over here signing deals with these major companies, and I'm still just fasting and praying and waiting on the Lord. And I know that you and I have talked about that offline. So what do you think is, like, how how did you even receive your calling to entrepreneurship? Um, I would would say that, you know, God makes no mistakes. He knows what he's doing. The problem is that we don't always know what he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> if that makes any sense. And I would say I received my call uh, to me by accident. Of course, you know, God knows what he has uh, for us. Um, but to me by accident, because how I've stumbled into the arena I am now was not planned, was not anything on my radar. Um, growing up, I always did enjoy writing, and I enjoyed literary works, and I enjoyed reading, so that was something that I always knew I had in me, um, but I'm very much so an introvert, <laughs> and I used to keep my writings, even as a child, I would write full-on novels in the composition notebooks that you get for school, but I would tuck them away, and I wouldn't share, and um, one day, God spoke to me, and he was like, you know what you're going to do? You're going to write your story and you're going to put it on the internet for people to read. And I was like, what you talking about, Jesus? Because why would you have me do that? And God was like, this is what I need you to do. So I went ahead and did that. In 2017, it was uh, the day after Thanksgiving, I launched my first blog, my cafe blog, and that uh, kind of sparked my entrepreneurship journey me telling my story of how I became a single mother at the age of 17 years old um, and the things that have happened since then. And it turned itself, but God showed me through that and through my obedience in that was that I was to be the vessel to build a community of other women who shared in the same uh, the same struggles. So that's really how it started. And then God just kind of took, <laughs> took it from there, took the reins from there. I love that you talk about community because obviously that's our mission right here at Black Girls with Purpose, creating offline online spaces for women of color to connect, creating a community for women. And I talk with so many of my other entrepreneur friends and talk about how community is so important because, 
if you don't have the right kind of community, you think that you're going crazy, right? Or you have those moments where you like, I'm just about to go get a job, or I'm going to, um, I have a job, right? But I'm going to completely abandon this thing that I know I've been called to do because this job is what's paying my bills, and God's calling is like really not doing anything for me. And so, how do you, like, how do you? cultivate community for your business and then how have you been able how have you seen how community has kept you grounded in moments where you potentially wanted to walk away from it oh, that's an amazing question um, community has kept me grounded because in those times when you're feeling very isolated um, and you feel like you're doing this on your own and you have no support or or not even you know a helping hand just someone else who understands community brings you back to reality that you're not in this alone. There are other people who are going through, if not more or similar struggles that you are. And it kind of gives you some sort of strength to uplift each other and be that iron sharpens iron and build each other up. So that really, I always have to go back to that community because when I find myself um, naturally as an introvert, slipping into being alone, it's community that really helps me to continue to push through uh, the struggles of everyday life and and of entrepreneurship because it's hard out here in the streets, girl. <laughs> it yeah, is hard yeah. out here. In these yeah. entrepreneurship streets, yeah. um, so the community, a good community that can uplift you, pray for you, encourage you, is really what keeps me grounded um, and helps me to push and, and keep going. Because there are several times that I am ready to just throw in the towel and be like, you know what, God, I can't do it. I can't do it no more. <laughs> right, right. And then all of a sudden, God will have, we just spoke about, before we went on air, uh, we just talked about uh, Abram and Isaac, and God will send you that ram in the bush when you're mm-hmm. at the edge to tell you, no, you're called to do this. You yeah. uh, need to keep going. Just stay focused on his word. And just like you, and I'm so grateful for you and being on your platform because you are a sister in Christ where if we have a conversation, you'll send me scriptures. You'll pray for me and, and vice versa. And I and I love that about this platform in particular as well. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny that you brought that up because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I remember so far for our audience, Bree and I met through Instagram Live. Y'all starting to notice the trend here. Like, I meet so many people on Instagram, and it's funny because, you know, it, it, it's like it's like a dating app, but for friends. <laughs> like, the people that I have in my circle, you know, Jessica, who has um, done st- stuff with us on the Black Girls of Purpose platform, and and you, and people are like, how'd y'all meet? Instagram Live? Like, you know, through the Bible studies. And, I mean, even that is, it just shows like that things are for the appointed time because you know I've I've since moved the, the Bible studies to my personal platform and haven't even relaunched those for the year. But I just see the purpose that they served in that particular season, and I think about one night um, when I was on the Bible study and I wasn't really. I was I was just discouraged in my spirit, right? Like just like, oh Lord, you know, I already know. And, and I remember you saying Galatians six nine, do not grow weary. What? And I'm like, yes, yes, sister, I know, I know. Because we know the things, right? Yes. But it does help to have people who are praying for you and speaking those things over you in moments where you don't really want to hear it. And mm-hmm. it just it's just so important because I think about the scripture in Proverbs that says. The one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires and acts against mm-hmm. all sound judgment. And I really focus on that acts against all sound judgment part because 
when you are by yourself, you're like, well, you know, maybe I do need to just turn away from this, or maybe I did hear God wrong or whatever. But when you have that community around you, they're like, no, sis, I was there when you got the prophetic word that your your business was going to impact the nations and all this other stuff. And so there is that built-in accountability. And then even the scripture that talks about rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourning with those who mourn, when you do receive your breakthrough, it's not just you that's excited. Your whole tribe is excited because they're like, oh, my gosh, we've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been, you know, seeking God. We've stayed on our face about this, and now God's come through. And then their faith is also strengthened even to, to wait further for what God has for them because you say, you know what, God, we all in the same prayer circle, and if you answer their prayer, I know you're going to answer mine too. So I know that, uh, and this is really a good transition uh, to your book, because I know you have a book called About My Father's Business, and in your book you talk about creating a tribe, and you were talking about that, that was how you ended up starting the mom's blog, because it was like, okay, I can't, like, if I got to do this by myself, I'm not going to be able to do it. So tell us a little bit more about your book, and then talk about um, just the community you were able to create within that, starting that blog. Absolutely. So my father's business, A Journey to Entrepreneurship by Faith, is literally uh, kind of me telling the story of how God brought me uh, into entrepreneurship uh, from the beginning, from becoming a teenage mom and looking for these, this arena where I could relate to someone or, or have someone, you know, just lend a listening ear or give a word of advice. And I didn't really find that. And so when God instructed me to put my life on the Internet, um, that's when the people uh, like myself started to draw to that. And I built a blog out of that. And I like to say that God wrote this book because really, <laughs> again, me putting my business out there <laughs> was not on me. God definitely gave me the instruction to write this book. But the women that I would find um, and sharing their journeys in a, in a judgment-free zone was so refreshing and so beautiful to see. We would applaud each other for our successes. We would applaud each other for, you know, our children's development um, and just be there from one another and it was it was something uh that I marveled at that God could possibly do like God these women are not even in my vicinity but we're building relationships and we're edifying and uplifting each other um on a digital platform that's amazing that you would even choose me um and it was such a revelation to what I went through and the reason why he he brought me through that um, and that's really what my father's business, The Journey to Entrepreneurship by Faith, uh, starts at the beginning of my journey. And then what I've learned along the way, um, both in business and also in my relationship with God. Yeah, and I I know that even on your website you, you have – it says our brands and the different businesses that God has had you to start along the way. And I was talking with another sister in Christ earlier this week about how when I look at most entrepreneurs, the business that is the success is not their first business, right? So um, just share with our listeners some of the lessons that you have learned along the way, whether it's lessons about your self-discipline or who you do have in your circle or, you know, even like a tactical situation of how to manage your time or prioritization, share those kinds of things. Absolutely. So on a, on, if I can call it, like on an earthly level, um, my business background, I have 13 years experience in, cor in corporate America. 
um, with different firms and different businesses. So I was very familiar with corporate backing um, and the funds that big corporations have, but I hadn't branched out on my own to to learn that. So when I first started a blog and it kind of took off by the grace of God, um, I learned firsthand how to obtain partnerships, how to pitch your business, um, and things of that nature on your own without a big corporate name behind you. Um, and that was very, very beneficial for the longevity of my business uh, model and several other business models. The ability to pitch yourself, put together a media kit, put together, you know, a, a one page, different things and learn the lingo on how to write an email pitch versus when you're in front of someone and presenting a presentation. He kind of allowed me to carry what I learned in corporate, but now apply that personally. Um, without that corporate backing, and he was my backing. So that's what I learned on a practical level um, in entrepreneurship very early on with the launch of blogging. Um, because a lot of people question, can you make money while blogging? And you can. You, it, blogging can be very lucrative for you if you know the tools um, behind the scenes that make that work. Um, as far as my relationship with God, I've learned <laughs> which is kind of contrary to what I just said, but I learned that an entrepreneur who is also following God's will for their life can be very challenging in the fact that you have to surrender your own will and your own logic at many times in order to make your business work. Because if God gave this to me in my hands, I have to do it the way God wants it to be done. You know, some partnerships are not for me because God did not instruct that for me. And on a practical level, if I know how to go and get it, you know, on the business side, but my manager, God, told me this is not for you, that's where you have to learn how to really surrender your own will over to the Father. And that's why uh, the subtitle to my book is A Journey to Entrepreneurship by Faith. And it's learning how to turn over and give my will to God. I love that. I love that because there is a temptation to think, well, because God gave this to me, he wants it to be successful in the sense of the world success, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, well, he wants me to make a bunch of money because he gave this to me. And it does take faith when he tells you, okay, you're going to put that down for now, right? And, you know, my listeners know my story with Brian's Babri and how we were doing really well. And had consistent clients from month to month, and then God was like, okay, you're done with that. And I'm looking at him like, wait, what? I just, you know, like, you know, feeling like we're just, we're at our prime. But as you said, we talked offline about how Brands by Brie was my Isaac, and I was Abraham. And, you know, even though God gave Abraham the promise that Isaac was going to be the, that, he, that Abraham would be the father of many nations and that Isaac was going to be the, the seed that, w that would allow that to happen, you know, it didn't make sense for him. It's like, well, God, why would you promise me this thing and then give it to me and then be like, okay, you're done, like put that down or sacrifice it or whatever the case may be. But most times if he's doing that, it's, he's, he's challenging your faith. Do you have faith in this business or do you have faith in me? And so I would love for you to share a time where you realized you might have had more faith in your business than you had faith in God. 
Ooh, okay, because there were many of those. God had me go around that mountain a few times because I didn't want to <laughs> bend. I didn't want to bend at all. Um, I would say with with blogging in the beginning, God allowed me to reach very high levels of success early on, which sounds good um, <laughs> to man, but then you start, once you realize you pick up this momentum, you start doing all the things. And you start cutting God out and giving him less and less uh, of a share in the partnership. Um, and that's what I was doing very early on. I was chasing the bag, basically, um, because the opportunity had presented itself. But I was chasing it without consulting my father. And that's one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn, where God will kind of remove you from a situation and say, hey, I gave this to you. Do, he told me one time very distinctly, do not be so esteemed in your own doing that you go before me. And that was clear as day. And that was the moment wow. I snapped out of it. And it was like, you know what, God? You are absolutely right. Because at that point, um, God had used this, this platform to elevate me. So it, it turned into, it wasn't just a blog anymore. At this point, I had been doing TV interviews, I had been doing radio interviews, and then I had been getting uh, my own platforms. I had been offered several different platforms, TV shows, radio shows, things of that nature, were now being presented to me. And he had to remind me real quick, do not be so esteemed in your own doing that you go before me. You mm -hmm. consult me first. This is the work of my hand, mm -hmm. but you always have to go back to that. So that was one of the biggest lessons that I have learned um, in entrepreneurship by faith. Mm, that's good. I just mm -hmm. want to let y'all sit with that for a second. <laughs> because honestly, you know, you get to a place where when you do, you do have people calling your phone and everything, you're like, okay, we made it. We done, we yep. out here, you know, and um I just think about how scripture says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Like you can, and I hear, unfortunately, I hear Christians say like, well, you know, like God gives us free will. And so, you know, he can, he'll let us do it. He will, but this is where faith comes in again, because you have to trust that if he says, no, don't sign that contract, that he's bringing something better. And that even if he doesn't, Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be okay. Like I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they said, our God can deliver us from the fire, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down and serve you. And we have to have that same kind of mentality. And I know that that's something I've been really like sitting with over the past few weeks because you know my situation with our finances. And I'm just like, God, I don't want to be in this situation forever. But even if this is my portion, which I know it's not, I know it's not, but, Lord, even if you say, you know what, this is just where you're going to be. You're going to be at the place of your bills are taken care of and we're not doing any extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to say, okay, you know, because I still have you, God, and Scripture says, like, better is a little with righteousness than great wealth and turmoil with it. And I ask myself, would I rather have a bunch of money or would I rather have God's presence? Of course, in an ideal situation, you're like, both, please, right? But, you know, I I know that my character is better. I know that I'm not the same person that I was when I was in traditional employment, and I did have a regular check coming in. And even like what you said 
about getting ahead of God, he has positioned me where I can't get ahead of him because it's like, no, you know, it ain't even there. So God has to send me in order for me to go. It's not a, okay, I'm going to go, and then I'm going to check back and say, God, was this okay for me to do? Like, I'm in a place where I have to wait on him. And so um, talk a little bit about the waiting process, especially with business. Like, waiting on the person to sign the contract, waiting on the person to get back to you, waiting on the client that said they were going to refer to somebody to work with you. Like, talk about waiting in entrepreneurship. Waiting in entrepreneurship, and and I kind of want to um, bring in, <laughs> I kind of want to tag in social media. Social mm -hmm. media has now been added to the group chat because entrepreneurship on social media is very much so glamorized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are different business models and a lot of things work, may work for some people um, with instant influx in their numbers, their followers, and all of a sudden you see them, you know, doing interviews on TV and radio, but that's very glamorized. Um, businesses that are, for the most part, I'm not speaking for everyone, but are long-lasting, they have a slower process in the building mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to accept the process. If you're in it, you know, and, and I say this in one of the courses that I teach to my, on one of my platforms, but if you're in it for, you know, a quick bag and you're selling your product, that's fine as long as uh, you realize that that's your intention. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you're trying to build something that uh, is uh, generational wealth worthy, um, or you're trying to leave a legacy or something, the process behind that is much longer, but what is the house without a strong foundation? Mm -hmm. So you really have to learn how to be okay in waiting and how to turn the lens off. Maybe if you even have to step off of social media because you see someone else getting it and it's not really mm -hmm. happening for you, you really have to do a heart check there, um, which is why on my Brunch with Brie platform we did uh, a heart check and we wanted to divulge into your why for entrepreneurship so that you understood and you can stand flat-footed in your resolve on why you're there. But learning to wait, it, it may take you a few tries and it's rough because everything seems uh, it's attainable. It's, it's at our fingertips because we see it all the time. That's the information that we get all day long. Um, and so you fall into why not. But learning to wait is very beneficial for you on, on the personal development end and on the business development end too because if you jump into the wrong platform or the wrong agreement or the wrong contract, there are repercussions for that. And you may, you may suffer for that. I know not to <laughs> – we just see this again on social media um, and we don't know the legal, the legal process of how things are going, but even with – our good sis Meg the Stallion. <laughs> we see that she entered a contract mm -hmm. and now she's trying to adjust and renegotiate that because at the time it looked like something that was good for you at that mm -hmm. particular moment. Sometimes it's, it's better for us to wait yeah. and to assess the situation and use wisdom when we make decisions in business. That's good. That's good. And I think oh, you just hit so many things just now. Um, but I, I loved what you were saying about being willing to put in the time. And that's, the, that's what I come back to a lot as well is that God, 
if this is something that I want for my life, you know, is a, a year, two year, three year, even five years, like if I had to wait five years to have this lasting legacy, I'm pretty sure I would say it's worth it. Because with me, my big thing, it's funny because I used to, when I, when I first read uh, Priscilla Shire's book, A Jewel in His Crown, I remember finishing the book and saying, God, I really want to be the Priscilla Shire for teens. Mm-hmm. And... So, you know, that was kind of like this, and I said it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't from a standpoint of a soul tie or making an idol, but I just was like, God, I really, you know, resonate with what she's saying, and I want to bring that kind of message to a younger audience. And at some point along my journey, and and I know you understand this as well as another author, sometimes when you write a book, you like, okay, here come the people, you know, here are all the sales, here are all the, like you said, the book deals and things like that. And people don't understand, most times if you're starting, you're going to pay to have your book published. You're not going to be paid. Like you, when you look at the bigger people, they're getting upfront money, they're getting the signing bonuses and that kind of thing. But most people are paying to get their book published. And so... I remember being at one point being like, God, you know, I have these books, and yeah, we've sold books, but, you know, it's not the success that I picture for myself, and I'm like, and look at Priscilla Shire, and she's touring, and she's this, and he was like, how old is Priscilla Shire? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I was like, oh, He's like, Priscilla Shire is not in her 20s, boo. So you comparing yourself to her, you know, we compare ourselves to to Priscilla Shire and Beth Moore and, you know, Joyce Meyer. It is like, are you, like, when they were at your age, they were in the same situation. They were working the part-time jobs, and they were taking care of the children and making sure their, their spouses were good and, like, those kinds of things. And so it's like, when you really sit and think about that, and that's where I feel like you, like you said, the social media part can sometimes agitate that frustration that we feel in not being where we feel like we want to be because we're looking at people who are where we want to be, not understanding the journey that they have. And, yes, even if we look at some of our peers who may be successful, it's like, okay, well, you don't know what they went through in their childhood. And I I remember there was even a a guy I met, an author, and his book seems to be doing really well, which, again, appearances versus reality. And not to say it isn't doing well, but you just have to – it's like you're not looking at his sales sheets, so, like, Mm -hmm. don't get too – caught up or whatever, but God said, even if his book is a, is a success, he's like, his book is about how he was abused as a child. Do you want that? Right. You, so you, he, like, he had his suffering season, and now he's reaping the harvest, but it's like, okay, so do you, you want the success, but you don't want the suffering, and that's what most people are, where most people are at. We want the success, but we don't want the suffering that comes before the success. Like, you think about even Jesus. He didn't just, he wasn't, he was, yes, he was in his magnificence and everything, and then he came down and he died, like, but he had to die to be raised back up again. So are we willing to do that? You know, are we willing to see the, the dreams we had appear to die in order for them to be raised back up again, right? So I think that just that patience is so key and, again, ties back to community because when you have other people who are in that waiting room with you, it's a lot easier. You know, you think about even being in a doctor's office, and I feel bad for people who are in a doctor's office. They're waiting to see the doctor there by themselves because they don't have someone who can talk to them through, oh, you know, it's going to be fine, it's going to be okay. And so it's important to have people in that waiting room with you who can encourage you in the midst of your waiting, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, which is why, uh, and I, I love that you said that because it just reminded me of so much, and this is 
you know, the revelation that God gave me in writing my book because, again, it's not in my nature to just divulge information to people. <laughs> I, I was used to being very recluse, but again, the power of our testimony. I believe that, particularly with my first brand, um, God had to bring me through the fire. I had already gone through some fire just to get to that point, but God had to bring me through some things get some things up out of me so that when we do get to that level where I feel that I quote unquote have made it, um, I'm able to handle that season because there were some things that God had to uproot. So I talk about those things in uh, in the book, in my father's business, and hopefully whoever reads it, um, it t takes that away from it, that I did have to go through the fire even to get to the level that I am now, but God first had to uproot and shift and remove some things in order for me to handle what he has in store for me. Because I think if he did not, um, I, I think I would mismanage the blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, I said, worse than never getting, ne never gaining financial freedom in my mind is squandering it like getting it and then blowing it and then being like, wait, it just, how did this, you know, how did this happen? I don't understand. It was just right here. You know, it's like leaving your suitcase someplace and coming back and it's gone. And you're like, wait, I just, I just put it right here. I don't understand. And so I think, you know, that management, that stewardship, that's what it's about is, is God teaching us stewardship and how to handle these things is extremely essential. And if you change your prayers from God, give me this, give me this, give me this, to God, help me to be able to be the kind of person who can handle increase when it comes in my life and not just increase in finances, but increase in relationships, increase in <laughs> Favor, increase in even capacity, you know, if you do have a business and God gives you multiple businesses, we were talking about this offline too, where you're like, God, wait, how do I, how did I go from having one business to having four? And like, I just don't understand, but being able to be the kind of person who has developed the character or submitted to having your character developed by God so that you can manage those things effectively and efficiently. Yes, absolutely, because God is a God of strategy. If you look in the Bible, all through the Bible, even with the, the tabernacle or any time the Israelites mm -hmm. uh, were to conquer something, there was always strategy involved. So if you hearken to the voice of the Lord, he will give you the instructions needed to manage where you are and to manage where you're going, to prepare yourself for where you're going, even with uh, relationships or, or for business. God started me out with one brand, and he has given me uh, strategy at each phase and t has told me, you know what, you need to rework this area right here. You need to rebuild this area right here. Me not knowing that I'm getting ready to take you somewhere else, but in order for you to manage the somewhere else, I'm going to give you the strategy on how to maneuver at this level. Um, even with relationships in my personal life, I, I started out as a single mom. I'm a soon-to-be wife now. Um, and I can say that it has been an adjustment in the beginning because I was used to the hustle and used to the grind by myself, just me and, and my baby girl. And I was used to that. And so I could do all the things and run my business and be a strong, independent black woman. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, not all of a sudden, but there's a man that God says, this is your husband. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I thought that 
I'm supposed to just work this new relationship into what I got going on. Right, right. But if you're about to be a wife, there's an order. So God has to shift me and prepare me for my new season. And the order is family, you know, the husband is the head of the household, and, and then it's, you know, the, the order after that. And the business comes last. The yeah. business is at the bottom. It doesn't mean you do any less, but just recognize and prepare yourself for the order. That way, when you do get married, it's not a shell shock and it's not a struggle in the house because you know how this is supposed to work. Mm, yes, <laughs> that girl. And y'all, y'all know too. I've shared how I, I, and one of my, I have so many sisters in Christ, but another woman that we interviewed for the Pain and Purpose podcast, she was talking about how when she first got married, she was in a career affair. She said, no, I didn't sleep with anybody, but I, I loved my career because I would, at work, people affirmed me. They said, oh, my gosh, you're doing such a good job on this project. You're doing this. You're doing that. And when she said that, I, I realized that I was in a career affair when I, my husband and I first got married, where I was getting all this affirmation for being an author and being a speaker and all that kind of stuff. And so people were like, oh, my gosh, girl, and you doing this, and you a mom? Like, you killing it. You do, you know, and not realizing that I was, I was – looking to compliments from other people to get my value. And so I know that's another reason why, like, God, has, he's really good at being like, stop that, stop that. Because, again, his word says, you shall not have any other God before me. And so, you know, at, at the first time those things kind of pop up, he's like, and you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. Or, you know, we're putting this down for a little bit. So I love that even before you're getting married, God has already been showing you, like, okay, here's what this is going to look like, and here's what submission is. And what you find, though, is that because God is sovereign and he, know, like, he knows who to put you with because he'll be with somebody, he'll put you with someone who doesn't make you give it up completely, right? But mm-hmm. And they actually push you further into your goals and stuff, and they're there for support. I mean, you know, you and I just talked. I was like, okay, girl, can we do this? And I was like, you know, let me ask my husband if he can step in, and he did. He wasn't like, no, girl, I'm the husband, and I want breakfast, and yeah. you need to, you know, it's just, it's just not like that. And so thankfully, right, and I know that some that's not the case for everybody. I know that people don't necessarily, not everybody has those kinds of relationships where they are affirmed, but you, when you really allow God to order your steps and order who you who he chooses for you as a spouse, which also ties into waiting, right? Because sometimes people hurry up and they get married because they want to be married. And now you are with someone who's like, no, girl, I don't care if you feel like you're called to write a book, like I need mm-hmm. you to wash my clothes or something like that. Then they're looking at God like, well, why would you do this? And God's like, that's not even the person that I really have for you. But you were so impatient in getting married that you just jumped with the first dude who asked. So... Teams in your own doing that you want. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you know mm-hmm. I think about how many people say God is he he only has to pay for the things that he ordered like <laughs> he only has to sustain the things that he established right and and yes we know that he's gracious but you don't you don't really get to shake your fist at God when he's like I didn't even tell you to do that so mm-hmm. that's not on me. Absolutely, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. And I'm trying not to have praise and worship service right now, but I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for his grace and his mercy because where would I be <laughs> if yeah. it were not for the Lord on a personal level, in my business, in my career at work, as a parent? Where would I be as many times as I thought I knew what was best for me and God swooped in and he still, even if I made my own decision and made my own mistake, God still loves us. 
And, and that's the most amazing thing about him, that he has love for us and he sent his son for us. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I will have praise and worship. Mm, I love it. And honestly, that's a great place to um, end the interview because, y'all, like, at the end of the day, like, this whole – all this ties back to God and letting him order your steps. And I am not under – obviously, we feature black women in business, black women of faith in business on this podcast. But even if you have no desire to start a business, which I feel like if God led you to this podcast, there's probably a little bit of entrepreneur in you. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, or if you've had a really successful business and God has called you away from it, as long as you understand what Bree just said, that – you know, he loves you and he sacrificed himself for you and he and love covers a multitude of sins. Like, it will help you. It will sustain you. It will keep you. Because like we said, it's, the journey is not easy. But when you're allowing him to order your steps, it's easier. It's not easy, but it's easier than it could be. Because on your, on your own, nah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard no. But with God, like he says, um, we can do all things and nothing is impossible with him. So, uh, Bree, I'm so appreciative for you being on the podcast, and I want to let our listeners know how they can stay connected with you. Thank you so much for having me, Bree. Absolutely. I am on Instagram at Bree B-R-I-L-E-E-S-O. So it's B-R-I-L-E-E-S-O. Um, the website for my business, Bree Media Productions, uh, where our mission is to service and empower the business owner in building a stronger brand image through digital marketing and media production. That's over on breathymediaproductions.com, where you can also pick up a copy of My Father's Business, The Journey to Entrepreneurship by Faith, right there on the homepage. Awesome, awesome. So y'all heard it. Go check out her Instagram. Go and uh, purchase her book. And I think we're doing a – are we doing a promo? I can't remember. Are we doing a promo yeah. for our, our listeners? Cool. We are doing a promo. So you can uh, type in BLM at, uh, when you go to purchase your book, and that will give you a little discount for you over there. <laughs> Great, great, great. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Bree, for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, and I'm looking forward to the moment we meet in person because I have all these business besties across the states that I've never actually, like, beheld with my own eyes, you know, in person. But I know when it happens, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Bree Lee. I love her, as you guys could hopefully tell through the episode. She is just such an amazing woman, and I'm just so glad that God granted her to me as a part of my community. Uh, she is actually one of our teachers in the Activate community. So if you have not heard by now about the Activate community, Activate is a online platform for women of faith and business who could benefit from additional support and accountability. We've been talking about it nonstop on our email list and also on our Instagram feed, but this is my first real big announcement about it on the podcast because I told y'all during my March update that I was trying to be very intentional about the way that I rolled things out. And so I felt like it was most appropriate to wait to talk about the Activate community until we actually could hear from someone who's going to be teaching a course. And so Bree's going to be talking about copywriting in this course. And if you're interested in creating awesome copy for your business, you can go to blackgirlsofpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate, and you'll be able to get access to that course once it goes live. Uh, I am offering 14 days free for anybody who signs up for a monthly membership 
membership. And because you're a podcast listener, there is also a limited time offer for $99 for the entire year. Uh, So that is literally less than $9 a month. And this is a $29 a month value. So I am super grateful, honestly, just for the seeing the ways that God has continued to bring new people into our community. And I'm excited about Bree teaching this course on copywriting because she even helped me with some of the copy for the Activate relaunch. And so again, if you're interested in signing up for that class, make sure you go to blackgirlsofpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate, and you'll be able to find out all the information about the Activate community. And then again, you'll get 14 days free if you sign up for a monthly membership, or you can get a, a whole year's membership for $99. I love you guys so much. And I hope that you uh, just took really great notes while you were listening to this episode. Bree did offer a coupon code or a promo code. Y'all know how I feel about using the word coupon, a promo code for her books. So if you go to breeleebooks.com and you enter promo code BLM, then you'll be able to get a special price on her book about my father's business. So, uh, or her book, my father's business. So I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode for this week and I hope to see you inside of the Activate community. Hey there, Purpose Peeps. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you are looking to increase your impact, strengthen your brand message, and scale your business, I hope that you will join the Activate community. Activate is an online learning platform providing accountability and support for women of faith in business. And we do monthly workshops. We have master classes. We do tutorials on various things that might help you with your productivity. And so if you're interested in that, make sure you go to blackgirlsofpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate, and you'll get your first two weeks for free.